Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is going on, guys? Hey, this is Sean from the Lineup Logic Podcast. Before we jump into today's pod, I want to talk to you about Harry's, our sponsor. Of course, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I am a Harry's guy. I have been a long time. Just take care of it. It's one of those things in your life that you don't want to have to worry about. You need a razor? Go to harrys.com slash lineup. Sign up for their free trial package. They're going to mail everything to you for free. You just pay the shipping. You sign up. You pay the shipping. They're going to mail you the razor, the cartridges, the shave gel. Okay, And then you just sign up to have Harry's delivered to your door on a regular basis and you don't have to worry about whether or not you have you know, a decent razor blade in the house, whether or not you're going to run out of shaving gel, whether or not you need to go down to CVS and pick up more. It's there. It's perfect. It's the best quality razor that I've ever had. I never look back. I've been a Harry's guy for a long time. So harrys.com slash lineup. Sign up today. Support the show. So let's take a look at today. And let's take a look at today's main slate. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on in. Lineup Logic Podcast, the daily fantasy podcast. Bring you lineup construction ideas for the NBA DFS slate upcoming on DraftKings and FanDuel. I'm your host, Sean Kane, and I'm staring down the barrel of a snow day. That's right. Kids were home for Martin Luther King Day. Great, fine, okay, to be expected. Kids are home again because in Tennessee, if it snows four inches, they shut down the entire state. I'm not looking forward to it, but the good news is we only have a four-game slate to break down, so I got ahead of the research. I went here, got the research taken care of, going to break this game, this this thing down game by game for you guys as we go through here and talk about Tuesday night's main slate. <clears throat> you know, not a bad stretch of games. Today was... <laughs> Today was something else, man. <laughs> the Tim Hardaway news uh, threw everybody for a loop, and then Kawhi is scratched. You know, I mean, you're playing with fire when lo- when the, the the lock starts at one thirty, and then at five o'clock. What a debacle, man! I feel bad for people who just you know, as soon as THJ was eliminated, were like, "Well, okay, my day's over. Thank you, goodbye." Um, yeah. Could you see it coming? Yeah, I mean, maybe, I guess. You know, I talked about it as a possibility, but then Beasley went out and scored, you know, 12 fantasy points. Um, way to go, Beasles. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, a rough day. 
a rough a rough day all around. Um, you know, no Brandon Ingram, no Lonzo. It, it got it got ugly fast on the on the day slate. The Toronto Philadelphia game was great, and then it got a little bit ugly. Um, got ugly. So we're gonna enjoy this evening. I'm gonna you know I get get Cleveland and Golden State queued up here. Get the show done. Watch that you know. Uh, watch that in its entirety. Um, but want to give give a shout out to to a couple of the guys in in the Slack chat. You know, we listen. DFS Twitter is full of screenshots. We don't really do too many screenshots. But shout out to Alex. Shout out to to, to Spectre, to Ryan, one of our contributors, um, and a number of the other guys. Uh, Ed had a nice day last yesterday uh, as well. Uh, nice, nice results uh, coming in for the lineup logic team. So you know, we, we guys share those in the Slack and we talk about it. But you know, it's not really everybody broadcasting it and all over the place. So shout out to those guys. Good, good work. Happy to see them um, getting it taken care of with with the with the, the lineups um, and and making a little scratch. So uh, let's go ahead and jump straight into this uh, this Tuesday slate. I'm going to go game by game and. Uh, you know, talk Vegas, talk injuries, and then I'll give you some of my favorite players from each game and why uh, I, I want to get into those guys. Let's take a look at Tuesday night. All right. Everything starts in Orlando after a nice homestand. Uh, Minnesota gets back on the road, goes down to Orlando. This is a 217 total. Minnesota favored by eight. No serious injuries that we have to be worried about. The except for Vooch, um, obviously with the broken hand, still out. So Biombo still going to get the starters minutes there. He seems to be back up um, with, you know, about 30 minutes. He put in about 30 minutes in that Washington game of, of good work. Jonathan Simmons back up to full uh, full strength here as well, getting full run, um, as is Evan Fournier. All of those guys are healthy, so you're going to see a starting five with Biombo, Biombo Gordon, uh, Fournier Simmons and Elf, and now if Elf stays in the game, that's up to him. He got 39 minutes in the Washington game, but it's very, very hard to you know decipher when it is that he is actually going to get the trust of his coach. Um, but I do want to attack Minnesota in the backcourt. That is the one place that you seem to be able to attack them. You know, we last year we were interested in attacking them at the center position. I'm not that interested in Biombo. They've really gotten better at rebounding, and I think that's a forcing function of having a, you know an aggressive three like Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson there. And 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 Cat has not gotten better, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not a complete and total liability. Um, as well as Andrew Wiggins, I've seen. I mean, I was watching the game last night against Portland, um, and Wiggins was actually fighting over the top of screens. Like that is not something that I see from him very often. Um, so that 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 was good stuff. Um, I think you know if you're going to attack this game on the Orlando side of things, I I I don't have an issue with going to Aaron Gordon. I think he's probably the guy, and Alfred Payton. He's probably the only guy that you can really reliably look at. Aaron Gordon is going to have a game where he bounces back here. Fournier. His price is not terrible. I think that you are, you're, you're, you're hoping for Fournier to get hot at some point and and kind of outperform um, so the this this price tag that he you know um, has recently gotten because he's he's really a six six k you know plus guy and in certain situations he's he's worth that much. Um, but 
you know, 5-4 for him is a reasonable price. I don't necessarily know how many of my lineups he will make. Um, Jonathan Simmons at 4,700 or 30, set, 30 minutes seems unreasonable. So I guess you could go there. But I'm not thrilled about going to the Minnesota side of things, or excuse me, the Orlando side of things. I don't mind the Minnesota side of things. I do think this could be a blowout. I wrote a stat today that Minnesota in the last five games has exceeded, excuse me, outscored opponents um, by 89 total points and an average of 18 points per game, which is really pretty impressive. They're playing really, really good basketball right now, and their price is reflected. You've got a 9 plus, 9K plus Jimmy Butler. You've got a Carl Anthony Towns that's the same price. You've got Wiggins above 6K. Jeff Teague just popped up to 6,900, which is nice. Um, I think... I I don't I Jeff Teague at sixty nine hundred. Listen, I said last week there's going to be a time when we want to exploit this pricing on Jeff Teague. Well, last night was it? Okay, he shot over fifty percent from the field. He was super hot. He played very very well defensively, which is actually kind of where a lot of his value has come from in the last two games. If you're looking at Jeff Teague as a possibility. A lot of his ceiling has come from the fact that he's had double-digit steals in both of those games, um, you know, and and I think that that is something that could we could see continue. He's being aggressive defensively. He's averaged over two steals in the last ten games. So, um, you know, I, I I I don't mind it. Do I expect a guy to continue to shoot over fifty percent? No, but I don't care necessarily. I mean, this is Orlando, and we play point guards against Orlando. So I think you could definitely look at Jeff Teague as a mid-range option. Jimmy, he should be able to have his way, no doubt about it. Andrew Wiggins should be able to have his way. If I have to pick between the two of them, I'll probably go to Jimmy. The floor of 30-plus minutes is always there for him. Um, But I also really don't mind Cat in this situation. I really don't. Um, You're paying the same price for Jimmy and Cat, and I think – from a rebounding perspective, the Orlando is a team that can be exploited on the glass. And if I want to do that, I'm probably going to do that with Carl Anthony Towns. But then again, we've seen, you know, we've seen some good performances from wings against Orlando and they do allow above average fantasy scoring to, to the small forward, to the shooting guard and to the point guard. In fact, uh, you know, um, just from a percentage perspective, something that is really a nice feature, by the way, um, a really, really nice feature about uh, Fantasy 5x5. You can use percentages rather than just raw points. Orlando allowing above 7% above average to the small forward, 10% above average to shooting guards, and 8% above average to the point guard. So it's about 25th overall in the league in the composite ranking. In um, a t- total of uh, an average of five percent more points um, than than other teams, so that's a really useful way to kind of think about it. It's a little bit, you know, when you see like plus one point two, plus one point three, sometimes it's not as helpful. It's not differentiating enough for you. The percentages really help. So, uh, fantasy five by five offers that now. So, I think. It's the starters on Minnesota. If you want to look at the bench, actually, um, I don't mind Jamal Crawford. He's been getting about 20 minutes and really has a green light to shoot quite a bit off the the, the bench. If you want to get interesting, 3600 for him. He may just hit your 5X, and you can just kind of take that value as a punt and move on. But that's, that's about where I'm at with this game. Um, I think it's going to be pretty one-sided. I think it's going to be one-sided. Moving on to Boston at New Orleans. This one should be really interesting. Uh, Boston obviously hasn't played since that Philadelphia game, um, I believe. 
correct? They haven't played since the Philadelphia game, right? Um, yeah, haven't played since the Philly game. So they are back in Beantown, and this one has a 214 total. They are four-point favorites. Horford is probable. Um, he's been tagged. He's the only guy in this game that we really have any injury concerns about. So let's take a look at the Boston side of things here in this situation. And I think we know we want to attack we want to attack New Orleans on the wings. No doubt about it. Um, they have struggled with point guards. They have struggled with the shooting guard. They have not really struggled as much with the three as we originally were seeing in the year. And so I think that that's probably a forcing function of Drew Holiday actually picking up the three guard because he actually has the size and the athleticism. and He's a really solid defender. Etwan Moore probably picking up the shooting guard and then Rondo, of course, on the point guard. So you're seeing increased production there. You're also seeing above average production from power forwards and centers. And generally speaking, you're seeing above average production all across the board because, hey, New Orleans is not a good defense. They are currently... Where are they here in the power rankings? Oh, well, that's because offense. I sorted by offensive efficiency. I'm like, I'm looking down at the 28s here. They're not there. 23rd in the league currently in defensive efficiency tied right there with teams like, you know, interestingly enough, Milwaukee sliding right now defensively. Um, so, So definitely a team that we want to target with Boston's roster. I think for me, for my money, I'm going to look at Jalen... Um, Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum here. If we want to attack the two, we want to attack the four, we want to try to create some lopsided matchups where Drew Holiday is not, then I'm looking at Jason Tatum and I'm looking at um at, at Jalen Brown. And and you know, I love the price on Jalen Brown for 30 minutes of Jalen Brown at 5,500 versus the Pelicans. Uh, sign me up. I think he's a solid cash game plug and play right there. I think he gets you 5x, no question. 27 points for him has been a very, very easy number. Um, you know, uh, Jason Tatum has the knee. He's questionable. We'll see. If he doesn't play, you have to think that you're going to probably see a little bit of extra run. Uh, from guys in the front court, unfortunately, you know, like a Daniel Theus and Aaron Baines will probably split up, chop up some of those minutes. Marcus Morris probably split up some of that stuff. So I would really like to have Jason Tatum. If we don't, then I'll just go to Jalen Brown here in this situation. Um, you know, who in the last five has just nailed that value 26 points right there. I mean, that's exactly what you want out of a $5,500 price tag, about 20% usage. Um, you know, contributing the rebounds, contributing the assists, setting a steal here and there. And against a team, you know, a poor defensive team like like New Orleans, you could see him really have a nice game. He had over 30 against a team. He had over 30 against Chicago. He had over 30 against Cleveland. He had um, he had a nice game in, in Denver. You know, what do those teams have in common? Poor defenses. Um, so, uh, you know, that's... That's that's where you want to be with Jalen Brown and against a below average defense that he has some confidence to get to the rim, put the ball on the floor, and take advantage of it. On the New Orleans side of things, and by the way, I think a lot of people will look at Kyrie. I have no issue with Kyrie Irving, but his role really hasn't shown much of a ceiling. I mean, you're asking, if you want 30 fantasy points, go for it. <laughs> but he's he's just not demanding that $8,200 price tag. Uh, honestly, if I'm going to go to a Boston point guard, it's probably Terry Rozier off the bench because he's been pretty good point per dollar wise. But 4,300 is a little bit high for him recently. Um, on the ball, on New Orleans side, 
I I I gotta be honest with you. I love Anthony Davis and 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 Boogie in this situation. Uh, I I think that they are going to have a terrible time dealing with their size. Aaron Baines and Al Horford, Marcus Morris will have all that they can handle um, from these two. So I have no issue with either of them. Of course, Anthony Davis coming off that monstrous game in New York, 85 fantasy points where he absolutely destroyed, you know, and, and it's a toss up. One's 1100, one's 11, two. Do, is there, is there a divider between who's better and, you know, how do we decide which one we want? No, I tend to lean towards Davis, just not because of the, you know, obviously the injury issue is is not always there, but I think the volatility is a little bit, um, a little bit easier to to deal with knowing that he's not going to, I don't know, just Boogie, the emotional side of Boogie is just so, so complicated to me sometimes, but obviously you have the injuries with Davis, it just, I, I, I think... Personally, I just sometimes feel like Anthony Davis is the better player. Like, all things being equal, I would rather, in a basketball vacuum, have Anthony Davis, but I don't know. Both of them just just smashing rebounds, taking care of business in that respect. You know, huge usage rates, above 30%. Um, So you you could go to either. You could go to both. I think it's how roster construction shakes out, and usually there's a little bit more space and power forward. So I will probably lean towards Davis in this one. Moving on, we have um, Dallas at Denver. Now, uh, this one is a 211 total Denver favored by five at home. The interesting injury here is J.J. Barea has a groin. So what does that open up? Well, it opened up a whole lot of Yogi Ferrell um, on the Dallas side of things. Dennis Smith and Yogi Ferrell basically split duties at the, uh, the, the, the point and the two. Um, and Farrell in that Laker game got 42 full minutes, took quite a few shots, was not very efficient, really only shot about 30%. So not exactly a phenomenal performance, but, uh, certainly plenty of usage, plenty of minutes out there. So Smith and Farrell should get a small bump with no JJ Berea, who was getting about 25 per 25 minutes there. Uh, I think you could go to either one of them. If I have my, you know, preference, it's probably Dennis Smith, um, just because we've seen him as a more capable scorer than, than Farrell. Um, and if he gets hot, he has a much higher ceiling than Yogi. Um, so I, I have no problem with going to Dennis Smith in this situation. Of course, you know, he's much more expensive. So I have no issue going to, to do Yogi Farrell and just, you know, hoping for 30 plus minutes as well against this kind of the Denver second unit. Um, that's not, that, that doesn't concern me. Um, other pieces on Dallas. No, thank you. Nobody really, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, um, you know, will Devin Harris get some minutes? Yeah, he will. Is Wesley Matthews well-priced? I mean, he's always well-priced, but like, do you want him? Do you really have a ceiling there? Not particularly. Not particularly. So that 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 doesn't interest me um, too much. On the Denver side of things, I you want to attack Dallas in the backcourt. You want to attack them at the guard position, specifically at the point guard position. They are allowing plenty of production to the point guard. Um, you know, well above average, ten percent above um, the average uh, fantasy scoring to the point guard. They are 29th in DVP rankings. So. I am interested in 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 
in some Jamal Murray here. Now, he he disappointed in that San Antonio game, but of course he's going to disappoint in that San Antonio game. He's a somewhat one-dimensional scorer who's relatively streaky, and all the starters got taken out. Um, so I don't love the price. I do love the ceiling, and I love the matchup. We just saw Kemba Walker go off against this team, put up 40 real-life points, over 50 fantasy points. It's been happening consistently. Dennis Smith just simply can't guard the point guard position. I like Jamal Murray. Um, I like Jamal Murray in this situation. I think you could stack them both up against each other and have you know no issues doing that. Other pieces on Denver. Gary Harris is a really nice price, sixty five hundred. Um, I don't mind his floor on a small slate like this. If he falls to you, I think you can build or build with him in your lineup. No problem with that whatsoever. Um, you know, Wilson Chandler at 4,500, you guys hear me talk about him a lot, but he's just been kind of very, he's been very lackluster lately. Uh, Trey Lyles price is going down, which I like. I hope he has a a rough game here (laughs) again. Um, and Jokic's price is staying steady. So, eh, not really that interested, you know, uh, not in this situation. Dallas is a slow paced team. They're not great in the front court, but they're big. They don't run a you know a lot of possessions, um, and, and they, they they try to limit scoring in the paint and around the rim. So, no, no thanks. Not interested in in Jokic here. Doesn't feel like a ceiling opportunity because primarily because you have the ability to pivot over to Phoenix um, in Portland, and this one should be really good. Phoenix going on the road to Portland. Portland coming off of a rough loss to Minnesota, where they really weren't in it after halftime. Um, never got back into it. A little run in the third quarter, but that was about it. No line in this one because we have a TJ Warren injury that we are waiting on. We'll get his status shortly, but in his absence, uh, no Marquise Chris, no TJ Warren. Josh Jackson put up 21 points the other night. I don't want to play Josh Jackson against this defense. He played, you know, he did well against Indiana and kind of what was a you know, meaningless game that Indiana had control of. I don't really have any interest in, in in going to Josh Jackson, the rookie here, who has looked streaky in a lot of his performances this year. So not my favorite spot. Hopefully TJ Warren plays. Not sure. But let's look at the Phoenix side because it's pretty ripe with opportunity. Of course, we know how bad, uh, excuse me, not the Phoenix side, the Portland side is ripe with opportunity Phoenix just in general guys. I mean, let me let me give you some numbers on this this team and and just from a fantasy perspective how how valuable it is to attack Phoenix with kind of everything you've got. Uh, above 10% average just score fantasy scoring period to uh, every position total. Okay? 12% boost to the power forward, 15% boost to shooting guards, 12% boost, 11.6% boost to the point guard position, okay? It, there's just really no reason not to attack a Phoenix team with as many viable positions as you can. And so we're looking at the Portland side of things. Yusuf Nurkic obviously pops at 7K. His minutes have been down. His minutes were down in that Minnesota game because they played so poorly and he sat on the bench in the second half and Stotts isn't going to play him if they're not in the game. Um, but you know, that New Orleans game, they were in it 30 minutes. Boom. I think in a situation like this, where they should have control of the game for a good majority, you could see 28 minutes, 28 productive minutes from him and he could hit value for you. We've seen him be really productive with 28 minutes, you know, against a, a poor defensive team like Cleveland. Um, 
you know, uh, Atlanta, he was productive in just 24 minutes. Chicago, he was productive in extended minutes as well. And what do those guys have in common? Poor defensive teams. Um, so you, you have Nurkic in a really, really good spot. And of course, CJ McCollum, 8,200, they're pricing him up because of the matchup. You know, he, he shot the ball really, really poorly, um, in that Minnesota game and was basically invisible, um, aside from hitting a couple threes there, uh, in the second half. So I, you could go to him at 8,200, but I'd almost rather flip over to Devin Booker for, at 7,800, um, just for the usage um, and primarily because I'm probably more interested in Damian Lillard at 93. Damian Lillard at home, 9,300. You're asking him to go for over 40. That's a number that he has been very, very comfortable getting to in, um, you know, in, in, in quite a few games. So I, I just see a lot of more opportunity for a ceiling performance from Lillard in this one. You know, in the last five games, averaging 39 fantasy points, 1.1 um, fantasy points per minute on nearly 30% or just over 30% usage. Um, Yeah, I mean, on the year, those numbers are very, very consistent. So we're getting a guy who's averaged 41 on the year right now. Right at 93, I think you could feel comfortable saying above 45 points against a team like Phoenix makes a lot of good sense. It's not a number that he goes over a lot. Um it isn't, but when he does, there's a lot of pace involved. Um, you know, and he's going to get up a lot of shot attempts. He did 47 against them earlier this year. You could see it again. I, you could see it again. I mean, I, I'm i always a little bit skeptical with Damian Lillard, but I'm also very skeptical of C.J. McCollum's price in this situation, so I may go to Dame. But Nurk is my favorite of all of them. Of course, Al Aminu is also in a really, really good position. If he gets 30 minutes at the four, we could very well see him hit value at just 5,500. He should be a very easy plug and play. Now, on the Phoenix side of things, obviously you're going to go to Dragon Bender because Marquise Chris is questionable. Can't believe this Sim saying this. Dragon Bender didn't score any points inside the paint against Indiana. Literally the worst front court defense in the league. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing from Bender. Wow, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know how to deal with it. Honestly, I think you go back to 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 to, to just the highest usage, highest ceiling player that Phoenix has. You can go to Devin Booker here in this situation and say, okay, Portland has very good backcourt defense, but you are their only hope, um, and <laughs> they they will they will need you, and and you are, you know, taking taking nearly 20 attempts per game you are using 30 percent above 30 percent of possessions um you're getting you know nearly 30 33 minutes on average 34 on the year you know it's just all there to say like okay you know booker get it done the issue that i have with booker is is he's really not been that efficient and you're getting 0.97 fantasy points per minute um that's really not a very impressive number in the last five games. And that's probably because he's doesn't contribute in a lot of other areas. He plays a lot of minutes, um, you know, and, and if he's not shooting well, then he's not that effective. And so I could, I could see you saying, you know, point per dollar. I just, I'd rather pay up for CJ McCollum because they're very close. You know, they're only $400 apart. 
that makes good sense to me. That makes good sense to me. I have no problem with with you doing that and just loading up your roster. Um, If you're looking to get a little bit off the board with Portland plays, Pat Connaughton is interesting to me. He's been a really effective second unit scorer for them. He's a punt, kind of in the same category as Jamal Crawford. If this game gets out of hand, Connaughton is going to see run. He's been a very consistent second unit guy um, for them playing at the two guard. So no problem with Pat Connaughton if you want to get weird and predict the blowout. Um, But that's it, guys. That's a four-game slate. So let's go over to FanDuel. Let's see if we can throw together a lineup. And as I have been doing of late, I'm going to start with the center position, and I'm going to go down to Nurk here at 7K. I really like this spot for him, so I'm going to play Nurk. He's probably going to be pretty chalky, but, hey, cash game lineup's not really concerned about it. I'm going to go up to Anthony Davis. I really like him against Boston. I think this is a good spot. And now I'm going to try to fill in some of these mid-tier guys, some of these cheaper guys, um, and try to see what kind of value I can squeeze out of the shooting guard position. Um, I think, man, I I think you may need, um, you may need to get, well, let's do this. Power forward. Hold on one second. Let's look for a little bit of value at the power forward position. Let's say, let's say Marcus Morris is interesting. Um, of course, as is Alfarico Mino at fifty five hundred. I have no problem going to him. Let's start with Morris just because he's cheaper. And if 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 we get um, Marquise Chris ruled out, you could go to Dragon Bender. Of course, that's not a very good rebounding matchup. So that's not exactly my favorite situation. Um, Evan Turner should be relatively popular. Um, you know, if he's got his minutes back against a team like Phoenix, you, you have an, you have some interest in, in, in him as a starter for, for cheap minutes against a very, very bad team. Um, so let's say, let's go to Evan Turner. Cause we're going to need some savings here. Um, at the point guard position, I think we could comfortably say, oh, comfortably is such a strong word on this slate. Good gracious. Um, it's going to be really hard to fit in all the guys that you want. Balanced may be the way to go here. Well, let's go to sh- well, let's go to shooting guard here. Well, no, let's go to small <laughs> let's go to small forward too. Jalen Brown, there you go, Jalen Brown. Boom. Uh, let's take a little bit of more value at the shooting guard position. Um, man, I let's maybe a maybe a Wiggins there, maybe Wiggins there, and then a point guard. Let's say we get a little Yogi at 5,300. I don't mind that. And then I have 79 at shooting guard and point guard. I Can I get Damian Lillard in? Yes. So I can get Damian Lillard in, and then I can go any number of 6,500 guys. I can go Gary Harris, for example. Um, no problem with going to Gary, Gary Bear there um, in that, that, that spot. So this is interesting. This is a starting point. Not really sure if this will stick, but who knows? Um, this is Yogi Ferrell, Damian Lillard, Andrew Wiggins, Gary Harris, Devin Turner, Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, Marcus Morris, Yusuf Nurkic. Now, you could definitely go a little bit more balanced on this slate, feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, but, you know, a couple of the value highlights seem to be Yogi Ferrell, Evan Turner, Jalen Brown. And the Marcus Morris one is interesting because it could become, it could very easily become Dragon Bender. 30 minutes of Dragon Bender is not exactly what you, against Portland, is very good rebounding front court. 
not exactly what you want, but it's not exactly the worst thing in the world either. You could do worse. But also, Morris would stand to benefit if for some reason um, Horford was ruled out. So that would be a guy that you would want to you would want to get get a little bit more uh, exposure to. And, and frankly, the power forward position, like we mentioned, or if Tatum is ruled out, the power forward position is one that you want to attack on New Orleans. It seems counterintuitive that they have so much size down there, um, but it's definitely one that you want to attack. Um, so no problem with Marcus Morris in this situation. That's it for me, guys. Hey, good luck. Wish me luck in the snow day.